0: Hello, hello, and welcome to The Matrix is Real. Thanks for joining me. Um, the hot topic of the day that everyone is buzz about and talking about are the events unfolding between Russia and Ukraine and I guess the resulting um, escalatory and retaliatory um, uh, responses from the West, NATO, etc. I heard a long time ago, and I don't know who said it, but They said, whenever you see a big story in the media, look for the stories that they're not talking about in the news. So I've asked this question on my Twitter account and I haven't really gotten an answer. I've been called an idiot, but the person didn't elaborate. I think it's a bot or a a troll because they have literally no posts. But I asked in the past two, three weeks, what exactly did Ukraine do to provoke and uh, a response from Vladimir Putin in Russia that justifies an invasion of a prospective NATO member that would obviously lead to some sort of blowback from the West, NATO and its allies that inevitably could lead to a World War Three type scenario that many of us have been warning about for years. That's never actually you know come to fruition, but it may very well now. Um, and the answer is nothing that I can see. Nothing. Um, Ukraine has been uh, actively engaged in the two uh, the two the two states that won independence from from Ukraine. But as far as I can see, there's been no clear smoking gun as to what literally led to this path other than the leaders of these um, these these uh soon to be or wanting to be independent states asking Vladimir Putin for help but if you're the president of Russia on the world stage it's not he called it a, a peacekeeping mission and and we're this is the first time that I've seen so blatant Vladimir Putin engaging in Orwellian doublespeak uh, as mentioned in by Orwell in 1984 by calling it a peacekeeping mission Um, if if I know a lot of people over the years that have been cheering Putin on They say, I like Vladimir Putin. And the main reason for that, in my experience and my observations, is that they take his side because the West, you know, Trump, Biden, Obama, uh, Europe, they're all criminals and hypocrites and tyrants and dictators that are no better than some of these people like Ahmadinejad in Iran or Kim Jong-un in, in, in North Korea. Ahmadinejad, by the way, I've read a lot of terrible things about him or uh, uh, Bashar al-Assad in Syria, but very intelligent man. Same thing with Assad. Very smart. Knows what's going on. I'm sure like any politician, any leader, there's a lot of stuff that he's done that is deplorable. You could say the same thing about Biden. I mean, There's so much that that people don't realize that goes on behind closed doors and behind the scenes. But very aware. But this is the first time I've seen Putin show his true colors. And I see a lot of people saying, well, don't believe the media. Putin is fighting the deep state right now and blah, 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 blah. I got news for you, buddy. Vladimir Putin is a Freemason. He's part of the same cabal of... uh, Shadow government elites that rule and serve higher I'm just gonna call it satanic interests. They they these people literally serve Satan. You can you can you can sum up that word to whatever you want, you know, just, just evil or you know, wealthy billionaire type people that they, that wanna just control and power of, of the human race. I believe it is Satan, literally Satan. Freemasons, the thirty-three degree uh, Freemasons know the truth about Freemasonry. They believe in God, but their God is different than what most people would would refer to as God. They worship Satan. Okay, so Putin is not an enemy of the deep state, just like Donald Trump was not an enemy of the deep state. I hate to break it to you. These people work for the same elites. I'm talking about the black nobility, the Order of the Dragon. These are literally people, the the these occultists you know, ritualistic or in many cases, actual sacrifice, blood sacrifice to these much darker entities and powers. So Putin is, is, is no better than any of these other people. He's playing his role. We're witnessing, uh, the world is a stage play out. And this is like WWE wrestling. It's fake in public with the cameras are on. They hate each other, but behind closed doors, they are friends. They're part of the same fraternal orders and secret societies that have the same common goal, and they're all playing their role. So, back to what I was saying: Putin engaging in Orwellian doublespeak. He calls it a peacekeeping operation. If this was legitimately a peacekeeping operation, why didn't he march into these two territories with his troops? You can set up, you know, missile missile defense systems. You can position your tanks and your artillery and your in your troops, but you assume defensive positions, and if the Ukrainian government And military starts attacking, you return fire and you defend your people as you supposedly said you were going to. But that's not what happened. That's maybe how it started. They entered these regions, but very quickly it turned into a full on blown invasion where Russian tanks and aircraft are actively invading the capital of Ukraine. And say what you will about, you know, oh, well, they're trying to minimize ca- civilian casualties or this and that. How many videos have we seen on social media where these Russian bombers are launching missiles and dropping bombs in residential areas? You know, a hundred, couple hundred feet or yards from civilians doing these recordings. I saw one video, a child cries out in absolute terror when a, when a Russian aircraft launches a missile right down their street. This is not a peacekeeping operation. Putin is playing his role. And his role is to distract from a lot of the other stuff going on. What happened to COVID-19? I asked earlier, what did Ukraine do to rationalize and justify this type of action from Vladimir Putin and Russia? The answer is nothing. Here's the real reason, in my opinion. During the past couple weeks, we have learned so much about the BS and nonsense of COVID-19 and how the past two years was a farce. All of us conspiracy theorists should now be called prophets because we were right. I remember standing on the side of the road wearing an American flag suit, which was custom tailored, by the way, and I got a lot of compliments from it. But that's besides the point. I was wearing an American flag suit holding a sign back then saying that the mortality rate for COVID-19 was 0.04% for all age groups combined. That was from... Uh, I can't remember his name, but a Harvard epi- uh, epidemiologist, uh, one of the most respected in the world, his name escapes me. I think it starts with the last name, sort of the Z. But uh, he he back then said on his analysis, the death rate was 0.04%. Or in other words, the survival rate was 99.96%. And, and after analyzing the actual data, that is what, what reality is. So he was right. I told people back then, this was about, this is February 2020. This is when we, I don't even think, the, the the pandemic wasn't officially even declared yet by the World Health Organization. I was telling people back then, this is about ushering in the mark of the beast. And people laughed at me. People called me crazy. Literally, not only just on the side of the road, people I, I, I engaged in with my family, friends called me crazy. But this is the news that nobody's talking about. The past couple of days, we learned that there are now plans for the global implementation, worldwide standard for vaccine passports. Why aren't we talking about this? And furthermore, why the hell do we need a global vaccine passport? You know, a, a standardized version that all countries eventually will adopt and make their own, but it all has to meet certain levels of, you know, criteria and standards. Why do we need a passport for, for vaccines when COVID-19 vaccines on record do not stop transmission or infection? If you're fully vaccinated, originally you were told and and if you I've heard people say, "Oh, we never claimed that. We never claimed that." No, that's bull. There's video of of Joe Biden saying if you get the COVID-19 vaccine, you won't get COVID and you won't get other people sick. What about Rachel Maddow? Rachel Maddow on CNBC Said the same thing. She said it stops COVID in its tracks. The only people that are gonna transmit COVID are the unvaccinated. Even Anthony Fauci said the same thing. If you get the COVID vaccine, you're you're not allowed, you're not able to, to transmit it to other people. That turned out to be a lie. And I'm willing to bet they knew it from the start. But the goal was to get people to accept the COVID shot. So, Bill Gates. People also don't know this. Originally, Bill Gates sponsored an event called Event 201. It was uh, put on by the the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, the World Economic Forum. You hear a lot about them these days and John Hopkins University, which became the de facto uh, data collecting source for covid once it started. And they put on Event 201 was a global coronavirus pandemic simulation complete with news, uh, pretend news reports, actors, etc., to literally simulate the world's response to a coronavirus pandemic. This happened in October of 2019. So literally about five months before COVID officially became a thing. And there's actually reports that COVID was already circulating as early as October, November of 2019. So the same time, potentially, that we were having this simulation, they were having... COVID was just beginning to start. And if you don't believe me on that one, look it up. Uh, the International Business Times and multiple other, other publications reported that the Trump White House was briefed on a developing pandemic in Wuhan, China in November of 2019. Now, China was barely learning at that time, supposedly, about the the, the virus, So how the hell did U.S. intelligence agencies have any clue as to what was going on in China on the ground at that time? My answer there is this is something else people don't know. In October 2019, that same month in Wuhan, China, there was the Wuhan military games, which was attended by over 300 U.S. military personnel. And I think it was the deputy uh, foreign minister of, of China... Has openly accused, and this was back when the pandemic first was declared and started. But they op- he openly accused the United States military and CIA of spreading COVID nineteen at the Wuhan military games. He said that basically they infected uh, service members and sent them out to the games to 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 to, to encourage the spread of, of the virus. If you look at the facts, also, and this is what I mean: the world's a stage, and they're all playing their role. Xi Jinping, the president of China. Despite a, a raging virus supposedly going and tearing through China, he restricted domestic travel and tried to isolate domestically, but international travel he didn't touch. In other words, China's role in this all was to start spreading the virus globally, if there even is a virus. And that uh, the new uh, another news thing that I saw. Uh, on CNBC, uh, Marissa Bartolomo or whatever her name is, was interviewing the CEO of Moderna. And they discovered that there is a genetic sequence that exactly matches the patented genetic sequence of the uh, COVID-19 strain by Moderna. But this this was patented in uh, three years prior to COVID being a thing. How is that possible? How could you patent something three years ago and it literally matches identically the COVID-19 virus, the same sequence? How? The simple answer, it was planned. So that's my point to this, this whole rant right now is some people are going out suggesting that this whole war in Ukraine is a fabrication like Wag the Dog. I don't know if you ever saw that movie, but they're crisis actors and none of this is going on. I don't agree with that. Maybe it's not as bad, as they're letting on. That's a possibility because the, the media lies to us and so do governments. But I find it really hard to believe that all these people on the ground, these regular people on social media, are literally uploading doctored videos to make it look like there's a war going on when there's not. And the only people I really feel that are perpetuating that, that theory, is that the people that say that Putin is an enemy of the global elite and he's attacking the global deep state. I call bull. I call bull because Putin is a part of the same, same orders and secret societies as all the other world leaders combined. So again, why right now? That was the whole start of this. Why right now? The right now is to distract from the fact that they're going to roll out global vaccine passports. And also, this is something that you may not remember. Also, Uh, Bill Gates did an interview with Stephen Colbert. I think it was in, uh, I want to say mid to late 2020. Where he was saying pandemic 2.0 will be a bioterrorism event. And we need to start preparing now. What happens if all these this war breaks out? People are saying World War three, nuclear war. I don't think that's going to happen. Nuclear war results in something called mutually assured destruction, MAD. If one country launches a nuke, pretty soon all the nukes on planet Earth are going to be launched. And then you have the end of the human race. Or you have literally the end of civilization as we know it, and maybe some humans survive, but it's a desolate wasteland. You know, think of like Terminator, all cities destroyed, people living underground, nuclear winter. There's no food, there's no water. It's it's hell on earth basically. So I don't think the global elite want to do that. Could we see tactic, you know, tactical nuclear weapons deployed? S- you know, smaller nuclear weapons, not not the major ones, but the smaller ones. That's a possibility. But I don't think we're going to see you know actual ICBMs launched with nuclear payloads around the world i don't think that's going to happen but what happens if amidst all this stuff there's a there's a bioterrorism event you know uh, there has been so i saw a map in ukraine of all the um, the labs the bioweapons labs in ukraine that the united states is involved in there's from from memory there's like 15 plus what happens as this or you th- even think of chernobyl the russians took chernobyl right and they've been warning about radioactive dust and fallout if, if it's hit. What happens if all this fighting, just like we had a, quote, accident in Wuhan, China, at, at the the, uh, the Institute of Virology out there, that where they say it was a lab leak now, which, again, Zero Hedge reported on that originally in early 2020. And they were banned from Twitter for a while. But that now that's the most p- plausible scenario that most mainstream people look to, is that it was leaked accidentally from a lab. What if the same type of situation happens in Ukraine where one of these labs is hit by artillery and all of a sudden some some new, very hyper, not only, not only trans, transmissible virus, but now lethal virus? Like, imagine something like Ebola getting out. That's what they advertised COVID-19 when it first came out. And sure enough, I, I, you probably remember all those images in Wuhan, China of people literally dropping dead in the street. That sure seems staged now, right? But what if that actually happens? They've already programmed society, whether we agree with it or not, whether there's resistance or not, they have already programmed the vast majority of society to accept that this will be the type of response to an actual threat. Okay, COVID-19 wasn't that bad, but you better mask up and get your vaccines that are rapidly rolled out under emergency authorization use. For something that's like Ebola because, oh my God, maybe COVID wasn't that bad, but Ebola is really scary. We got it. We got it. We got to lock down. We got to close airports and close travel and you can't go to the grocery store without your mask on. Blah, 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 blah. I also saw an interview recently with Bill Gates where he admitted, much to his almost chagrin, but he admitted that the Omicron variant of COVID-19 was... Effectively, Essentially, a more effective vaccine than all the COVID-19 vaccines we have because it was hyper transmissible. Everyone was getting it, but it wasn't very lethal. And so everyone that got it developed natural immunity. In that same interview, he says we need to learn from this and develop vaccines better for next time. Also, this this video got me banned and put me or not banned, but I was in Twitter jail uh, for, I think it was like three weeks, um, for sharing this video where Gates is giving an interview and he's talking about what we've learned from the COVID-19 pandemic and what the next steps are. And he starts listening at all these things about, you know, how we can, how how we can improve for next time. And in the middle of it, kind of almost like glossing over and hurrying through it. He says that new future vaccines will come as a little patch that you put on your arm you topically apply to your arm. Now, how does he know this? Well, this is something that you don't know. Bill Gates owns a patent on what's called the Microneedle Array Patch. It is a new vaccine delivery system, not like a needle and syringe. It looks like a little square Band-Aid and it's topically applied as a sticker on your skin. You you peel it off, you put it on your skin and you push down. When you push down, microneedles, so really tiny, like microscopic needles dig into your skin and leave what's called a quantum dot tag Uh, rice university covered this development and they characterized the quantum dot tag as a invisible scannable digital barcode that can permanently record the vaccines that have been administered to an individual all they have to do is go over this little invisible qr code basically on your arm And scan it with a a modified smart device and they can literally see everything they want about you, not just your vaccines, but this is what people also don't know. The QR codes contain so much more information than vaccines. They can look up your marital status. They can look up whether or not you owe child support. They can look up your credit score, soon to be your social credit score. They can look up uh, what your religion is. They can look up how how many kids you have, where they go to school, your height, your weight, uh, who your parents are, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There's a lot of people that have said, hey, there's other stuff in the vaccines that, that currently that, that you know, they're not disclosing. Uh, graphene, um, graphene oxide being one of them. Um, that may be true. It may not be. The evidence that I've seen suggests that there is stuff in the vaccines they're not telling us about. But I think that the first round of vaccines we've gotten so far was to, again, train humanity into accepting it. And then the next time something happens, they're going to start rolling out what what officially is the mark of the beast. Now, I'll go into this in a later episode, but I believe that a lot of prophecies in the Bible are true. However, the Bible was co-opted by the same elites that rule the world today. There's a reason why the Gospels are so contradictory. is because they weren't written like an actual book, like in chapters of a book. The Bible's like a library. It's not an actual singular book. They're all a bunch of different books together. Who decided what's in them? Do you know? No, you don't. The Romans did the same people that I'm going to say attempted because I believe that Jesus survived the crucifixion, not, not, not by ascension into heaven. He survived as a man physically survived miraculously. But the same people that attempted to assassinate and kill Jesus of Nazareth were the ones that canonized the gospel that you're holding or the Bible that you're holding in your hand today at the council of Hippo Regis. That is when the Bible was canonized. Okay? And the Council of Nice, also called by the Romans, by Emperor Constantine specifically, the Council of Nice decided the divinity of Jesus. The divinity of Jesus was not something that was accepted by early Jesus followers. Most of the early followers of Jesus, they believed he was Messiah, but they did not believe he was the literal son of God. That was That was Pauline theology. Remember Apostle Paul? We call him an apostle in, in the Bible when we talk about him in Sunday school. But Apostle Paul, who I refer to as his actual name, Saul of Tarsus, this mother effer never met Jesus while he was alive. He never did. The first time he, quote, encountered Jesus was at the gates of Damascus. But we base almost all beliefs that we have today of Jesus of Nazareth On somebody that never even walked and talked with Jesus. Ever wonder why the brother of of Jesus, James... Now, we can debate whether or not they were actually blood relations. I believe they were. But the actual brother of Jesus, as admitted in the Gospels, has one book in the New Testament. Whereas Paul has 13. Furthermore, it wasn't like these guys were friends, James and Paul... They actually hated each other. There's there's apocryphal text that suggests that Paul pushed James and attacked him and pushed him down basically a, a flight of stairs, resulting in him being pretty seriously injured. And that was the pretext in the uh, for the book of Acts when Paul is attacked by an angry mob and it's only broken up by the Romans who arrest Paul thinking he's uh, a, a, a man by the name of the Egyptian. And him being arrested and sent to Rome to answer for his alleged crimes is the only thing that saved him. Shortly after this happens, James is eventually executed by the Romans. And three years later, Jerusalem is literally burnt to the ground by would-be Emperor Titus. The result is, no one was alive anymore in the, in, in, in the, of, the Jewish, of the Jews to refute any of the, the BS that Paul was speaking about Jesus. And as a result, Pauline theology is what blossomed in the diaspora. In in the non, uh, non-Jerusalem, non non-Palestine regions of the world. All the Jews all over became Romanized. And, and, and they started, their first gospels were written in Greek. That wasn't the language of Jesus. He didn't know Greek. So the point of all this is the elites... No human psychology. And they have manipulated the books. Particularly the book of Revelation in my opinion. How many Christians today. Have gotten the COVID-19 vaccine. How many pastors. And reverends and priests. Are encouraging their congregations to get the vaccine. Even though. It already has things that. Make it look an awful lot like. A potential for the mark of the beast. The answer is a lot. So part of the deception. Remember. Remember. Satan is a master of deception. The book of Revelation says the mark of the beast will be a mark on your forehead or on your hand. What happens to that prophecy? For, for There's almost 3 billion Christians on planet earth. What happens to that prophecy if the mark of the beast is not on your hand or forehead, it's on your arm? How many people will still get it? They'll say, that, I imagine they'll say it can't be the mark of the beast. It isn't on my hand or my forehead. The Bible says so. But if it meets all the same criteria, why isn't it viewed as such? And I think that's what's what I know. Not think. I know that's what's going to happen. Mark my words. Save this podcast. And I hope I'm wrong. I really do. But there's so much going on in the world today that, that makes me feel in my bones that this is the truth. So thank you for listening. I'm going to start doing more podcasts as, as this stuff's coming out. But thank you for listening. Keep your eyes open, your ears open, and your heart and your soul open. Not only to the world, but to God. God is speaking to you right now if you pay attention. The last thing I'm going to leave you with is is instead of being anti-war, be pro-peace. Don't be a negative. Anti-war is is negative. You're anti-something. You're against something. Be for something. Be pro-peace. Be pro-love. That is what Jesus was about. He wasn't anti-hate. He was pro-love. He wasn't anti-war. He was pro-peace. The people today that are resisting the system that are getting applauded, for, I'm going to cite the, the I, I applaud them. And I'm very proud of the people in Ottawa, the Canadian truckers, the current convoy that's driving into DC. I'm proud of people taking a stand. But the Declaration of Independence says that governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. How many people at these protests are paying their taxes still? How many people at these protests are voting? hey, we just voted the wrong guy and it's Biden's fault. If we had have Trump in, this wouldn't be happening. That's the false right-left paradigm. Don't fall into that trout. The only way that we change the world and bring about the kingdom of God on earth is to withdraw our consent to secular government. Jesus said, a man cannot serve two masters for if he serves two, he will love one and hate the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Most people vote. Most people pay their taxes for money. They're afraid of IRS taking their money away. They want their tax refund money. They're afraid of the government passing new laws and policies that affect their pocketbooks. How many times you hear Republicans say, oh, it's all the Democrats fault for open borders. It's all those illegals taking away our jobs and they're they're giving up all the the benefits and, and not paying for them, blah, blah, blah. You can only serve God. So start serving God today. We are sovereigns. That doesn't mean sovereign citizen. Sovereign citizen is COINTELPRO. Pro. is a false movement that has been co-opted by the government to demonize the truth. You are endowed by your creator. That is not the government. The government didn't create you. Whether you're a God believer or not, you could be an atheist and still understand sovereignty. Because did the government create you or did your parents? Your parents created you. Your freedom comes from the act of creation, from the fact that that you are alive and being alive means you are free. You were born free. It wasn't the troops that fought for your freedom. It wasn't the government that gave them to you when they, when they, they put the Constitution in effect or the Bill of Rights. It wasn't any of that. You were born free. It says it in the Declaration of Independence. We are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights. Among them, life. Liberty and the pursuit of happiness. So, withdraw your consent. Every way that you are consenting to government, stop. Stop driving with it. Stop. Stop applying for social security numbers. Stop using a social security number. If you actually read the documents, the social security number belongs to the Social Security Administration. It does not belong to you. That's why when you lose your card, it says return to the Social Security Administration. It isn't your card. You're you're loaning it. Reclaim your sovereignty and serve God every day, every moment. Stop giving your power to the beast, to Satan. They can only do what they're doing with your consent, your willing participation. God bless you. Thank you for listening. My name is Neo, and you've been listening to The Matrix is Real.